You may kill me, but you may never insult me. Who am I? I'm Kevin Jack Sparrow. Get the truth about movies on the movie show. If he were telling the truth, he wouldn't have told us. <laughs> Tell them, Sparrow! Unless, of course, he knew you wouldn't believe the truth, even if he told it. Mm -hmm. Hello? Joey, it's Ross. I need some help. Help has come your way because you are listening to The Movie Show. What is up? Hello. This is The Movie Show. Uh, and your favorite ORSPS. I'm Sesh. My name is Ryan. And today... We are talking about The Hobbit. Yes, and this is not the first time we've watched The Hobbit. So if you guys think like, dude, like seriously, so 2013, sad. 2012, 2013, 2014, yeah. right? Yeah, we no, we've watched it. And we watched it again. And we won't be surprised if we really did a movie show, but we checked, we didn't. Mm -hmm. And so, in fact, the idea came up, Sasha was like, well, why don't we talk, we all bring our favorite Christian films and we talk about you know our favorite and then, we, and then i asked her does the hobbit classify as a christian movie to i said yes to which she said yes because the the author jr tolkien was a christian was what happened he's not alive anymore uh, well he still he's is a, still a christian he still is a, he's, he's just even a more believer <laughs> now than ever he's like hallelujah believe i've seen <laughs> yes <laughs> you can tell our stories true very true yeah. but it's uh, the hobbit's not my favorite christian film it's not. Mm. No. Mm. No, I'm sure there's lots of other favorite. There's, I have one yeah. in mind. Well, go ahead. Tell us. Hexor Ridge. That is a Christian film. That is a very Now, this is weird because The Hobbit, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, is the book is written, right? It's an author. The author is a writer by a mm. Christian person, mm. but acted out and all of that by a very, like, commercial, whatever, yeah. production and all that stuff. And there's even, like, stuff in there you're like, Ew. okay. And yeah. then... Hexel Ridge, Ridge yeah. is a Christian ba story. Yeah, based on Wait. it's a based on a true life story of yeah. a Christian. Yes. Directed by Mal Gibson. Acted by a heathen. <laughs> Andrew Garfield will be saved very soon. I'm sure right now he's busy getting saved. Yes, right now. Yeah. Remember the silence. Have he, said yes. <laughs> <laughs> he said yes. He said yes. Okay, so I've watched all three of The Hobbits because they decided to split the one book into three films. I've watched it now twice. Ryan, you've gotten... So, I have watched all three. I remember. So, this weekend, because uh, we spoke about this on Friday, mm -hmm. and we watched it over the weekend. So, I said, well, if I watch one tonight, so it's been Friday night, and I watch one tomorrow night, and I watch one Sunday night. Oh, so you watched all three? No. Oh, okay. But what I do remember is watching the third one in cinema. In uh -huh. fact, we watched it at high frame rates. I remember that because uh, it was released frames. in 48 frames, and you could see it, and it was in yeah. 3D. 3D, 48 frames a second. A second yeah. And the, the third yeah. one is where the dragon like hits the town. Yes. And I was then, uh, uh, and this was literally me with my glasses. I'm going to do this because imagine me with my glasses on. <laughs> For those who cannot <laughs> see Ryan's face right now, then go to his YouTube. mouth is wide open. Go check uh, Active TV. Go look under the playlist. There are podcasts. Yeah, I just did a an ad. Uh, yeah. Go now. Go. Okay, but but I have some slating to do. So we're going to talk about the good stuff first, and then the bad stuff. We're going to talk about the bad stuff. Well, I have, okay, let's I have talk bad stuff yes. and I have good stuff. Let's talk about the bad okay. stuff, and we end it on a, on a on a more positive note. There we go. So. This is, I think, where everything that went wrong started. So they split the film into three films. Because it's one book, 
three films, right? Now, I think the reason they did this was because when The Hobbit was released, trilogies were a very big thing. So you had the Hunger Games trilogy, you had the Mage Runner trilogy. Lord Everything the, was coming out in trilogies, Lord right? Lord of the Rings was like... No, Lord of the Rings was way back then. Deal, because... No, no, no. Lord of the Rings is different. Yeah. The reason, Alex, this is why. Books. So, books. so with the Lord of the Rings, there were three books. It was a book series. The Hobbit wasn't a book series. It was a standalone book, obviously, that was the events before the Lord of the Rings. So, The Hobbit leads into the Lord of the Rings, but The Hobbit in itself is one book. Now, this is where I think they went wrong. So, if you look at The Fellowship of the Ring, which is the first book in the Lord of the Rings series, the book itself had 395 pages, right? And they made one film with 395 pages. Sure. Second book was The Two Towers. The Two Towers had 337 pages, right? And they made one film. The third book, The Return of the King, had 293 pages and they made one film, right? The Hobbit and The Hobbit. So the guy who actually did this... Um, comparison he said the the version of the hobbit that he has actually has a larger print than normal so it's 311 pages the entire book is 311 pages with larger print and the lord of the rings print i have a copy it's very 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 small but a 311 page book they split into three movies so did, did they like really source it out no, this is the problem. So because they did that, they went and added a whole lot of stuff that yeah. wasn't true to the book. And uh. the reason I think they added it was because they had now gone and split it into three films. Because originally it was only supposed to actually be two films. And I think it would have worked better if they stuck to two films. So what they wanted to do was in the first film, you'd have all of the events that took place prior to them getting to the mountain and then the second film would be obviously the the battle of the five armies all of that right but because most people say because it was a money-making thing it was a cash grab that they went and made three films three instead of one or two and this i actually laughed when i watched this review someone was like you know the whole movie is about don't be greedy you know like thorin got greedy and then look what happened but then they were like but then the director peter jackson went and got greedy and decided <laughs> to make it into three films instead of one film because he wanted to make money and now we have the hobbit i enjoyed the films this is the okay can i be honest when so I watched the Lord of the Rings films before I read the book, books. And I loved the films so much that I went and read the books. The, the, the films is actually what introduced me to the books. Then after reading the Lord of the Rings, we went on holiday to Stellenbosch, which is in the beautiful city of Cape Town. And we were, go we were just shopping and I happened to walk into a bookstore and literally found The Hobbit. And I knew The Hobbit was the, the prequel. And I was like, oh my goodness, it was the last copy. I bought it. I was so happy. Read The Hobbit without the films. Like they hadn't yet announced that the films were being made. Then when they announced it, now I was obviously in my element because I'd read the book and now they're making the movie. And you're like, ah! And I love Peter Jackson as a director. I really do. Like for me, he was the first director that really stood out for me like growing up so when i heard they were making it i was i was so excited i followed the production like th the one thing they did that was so cool with this was they did like these like 20 minute episodes of like 
behind the scenes yeah. production they would like release them every now and again i still remember i think i i subscribed to an email and then they would alert me every time a new video was released so i was like in my element i was i was following the film before like it was in cinemas did they release them like was it that what happened that well it depended on like what they were doing it wasn't weekly yeah it wasn't no it wasn't weekly at so a lot of it was filming but then eventually it would move into like the music making and stuff because obviously as they moved into post-production they then did more like post-production yeah, type I, was, of things. I was watching one of the episodes and, and i could see the amount of work that went into the editing mm. so i was like this is a lot of work for mm. like very recent filming yeah mm. so that was pretty cool so i i was a big fan i went and watched them in cinemas i was huge i like do you get what i'm saying like yeah. i really look forward and at the time i i wasn't I, I don't didn't feel disappointed. I can honestly say that. I wasn't like, oh. But watching it now and then having gone to do research, I must be honest, I don't think I completely agree with the decision that was made for the three films. And Peter Jackson said the reason that he chose to do that was so that he could do a lot more character developments, but I disagree. There wasn't a lot of character developments in this film. I will show you an example. Ryan, name the dwarves. Yeah, there were some weird names. <laughs> you name two. Um, Don't look at your notes. <laughs> Don't look at your notes, right? <laughs> I cannot name any of them. Exactly. How <laughs> can you go and watch three films and not remember any of the dwarves' names? Because I... No, it's not you. It's not you. That's a problem in storytelling. Uh, the fact that none of the characters like stood out, like and I there's saw a in, problem. And I saw in one of those those production um, film sequence little uh, clip thingamajiggies that even he was confused with the the names. Exactly. He was like, okay, uh, we need to see it, blah, 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 and he's like, oh my goodness, oh these there's names. So many. Blah, 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 but blah, you blah, see, blah, in blah. the book there was good character development, so that wasn't mm. a book thing. The book. Same same names as the book, right? Same names mm. as the book. But they didn't do character development. So the three films for me, honestly, was a money-making scheme. Like, I don't think they did it for character development. They said they did it for character development. Mm. I think they should have stuck to one film. The two could have worked. I think if they did the two, it could have worked. But I, I, yeah, I don't think. And the reason I'm saying that is because for me, out of the three, my favorite was the first film. And the first film was that the, they stuck very closely to the book. Out of, I, I would say out of the three, the first one was the most like the book. Where do you think they would have cut it? They could have cut it, the, cut the three. Because like, uh, if I look at where they cut it, now obviously it, it was well, whatever, put together because they had aimed to cut them at those specific parts. Uh, the first one was cut where they literally, I, I think it's like they get the first view of this, whatever, their they home, the... Erebor, yeah. Yeah, that one. And then the second one, the dragon's released. So it's mm. like, oh, no. But uh, if they cut it, if they cut the three into two, where do you think would be a really great place to... I think, you see, this is the problem with what they did. So they added... I'll list the characters they added that weren't... So they weren't in the book. They weren't, so okay, let me give you an example. So first example, Azok, right? Who was the, the orc that... The defiler. Who was the main antagonist, yeah, right? the guy with one arm. Yes. He never made an appearance in the book. He was mentioned because he did kill Thorin's grandfather. But 
he died before the Hobbit actually took place. So he was not alive for the Hobbit. So did he really so, die in that first battle? Yes. So he wasn't yeah. supposed to be in the Hobbit. Now and think how many scenes he was in. So first of all, they could have cut all of his scenes out because they didn't need to have his scenes in. Because the book, the main villain was Smaug. That that's who the main villain was. The, the dragon. The dragon, right? That was the that that was the main villain. I mean, hello. Like, what is the whole point of the story of the Hobbit? It's for them to go and reclaim their homeland, which has been stolen by a dragon. Do you get what I'm saying? So, Azok number one. Is that what the books focused like? Yes. Richard? So there was none of that other evil. No. That, uh, that, that, uh, no. I they added death. all of that. For no, 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 the I am fire. I am death. Smaug oh, says that. But that's him. Yes. That's yes, Smaug. Yes, yes. Yeah. But. So There's that whole, uh, that whole castle yes, that was Dolgar, abandoned. Not, what? Not, not in the book. You know, and I'm still looking. I'm like, what, what is the point of these guys? Exactly. Because, you, you know, when we ended the, the, the second film that I watched now, uh, I could see that the orgs, right? It's the orgs, yeah. right? Those scary things, yes. right? Orcs and goblins. Yes, the orgs and the goblins. That's when the, the sword lights up. Yes. And uh, I noticed there was this resistance. They didn't want the org prince, whatever. No, not the org, the, the dwarf, the, the prince dude, to actually get to the mountain. That's what I was getting. Yeah. And I was the one, I'm like, why? Why yeah. don't they want to? So now, okay. So that, like, that whole thing's done. And it would have been better with Because I didn't like those guys. And exactly. besides, they were. Uh, and for me, honestly, Azoks, when you remember the, uh, the yeah, orcs yeah. from the Lord of the Rings, like. It was it was special effects makeup that was brilliant. For me, Azok was a very CG character. Like I remember seeing him and thinking, yeah, he's did got, they finish? He's got that bit of a smooth. Yeah, uh, like he just even though he's got the ruggedness, the cuts he, and, and stuff. Not, he doesn't actually look that scary. There's this. He's not that scary. I'm sorry, he's yeah. not that scary compared to the orcs from the original Lord the of the Rings. The other guy that took over the quest of. Killing the 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 dwarfs because remember at some point Bolg I think his name was Bolg he looked more scary yeah, than he did. guy yeah he had this like yeah. collapsing it's face <laughs> so like yeah then oh, the man. second person was Radagast the Brown who was the other wizard so he actually is mentioned wasn't in the he book. evil in one of the the Lord of the Rings like he turned or something like that mm -mm, that's Saruman oh yeah that's what yeah. I'm thinking about Saruman wasn't in the Hobbit either oh. Yeah, because yeah, when I saw him, I'm like, wait, doesn't this guy, like, he, like, oh, but that's he, Lord of the he, Rings. Yes. Oh, okay. So, Radagast was mentioned, but doesn't appear in the book. Look, Radagast, I personally didn't have a big issue with. Like, I actually enjoyed his character, and they could have added him in without, like, like, he wasn't in a lot, lot. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, like, for me, I don't have, I don't have too big of an issue. Yeah. Like, for me, Azog should not have been in. He didn't do anything great. He yeah, you're right. He was there, that's the but thing he wasn't. Also, because he was with the whole doll gondor thing. Mm. So, like, if they removed that, they could have removed Radagast. Then also, Legolas was not in the Hobbit. His father was in the Hobbit. He was mentioned, though. He was mentioned, yeah. but he wasn't in the Hobbit. So I think they brought him back because they were like, "Oh, Orlando Bloom, let's make some money." <laughs> <People> <laughs> but we have to pay him. <laughs> but then they were, yeah, okay. So he wasn't in Tariel, the female. Shelf, uh, not shelf. The, ah, the sorry, she elf. The she elf. The shelf. Uh. She was not in the book at all. They completely made her up. The romance with Kili. I did not find it strange. Book. I'm like, they just locked these guys up, and there she is, and she's wanting to Falling visit. In love with the dwarf. Exactly. I'm like, what the hell's going and on? And my here? sister was really against that romance. She was just like, no. But like for me, they they she was cool, but she wasn't necessary. I like the fact that she went pursued the dwarfs, and she even rescued them at one point. Yes, that's right. Yeah. In fact, she healed 
Yeah, but was the romance necessary? Well, she healed the guy. Was it necessary? She loved him. Was the romance necessary? He was in pain <laughs> and agony. Also, so the scene, you know, the the scene where they're leaving the elf kingdom um in the barrels and then they're going down the river and yeah. then the orcs follow and attack them. Yeah. So that whole sequence happened in the book, but the orcs never attack them. So literally in the book, it's just they went down the river. Now, the, that scene in itself, it was quite a cool scene with the whole like fighting and the barrels and all of that. But like they see what they did was they had to add all of this stuff because they were making three films if they weren't making three films they wouldn't have had to add and i must be honest by the time we got to the last film you were kind of like okay like let's move it along now people <laughs> like what is happening i don't understand do you get what i'm saying like they they had to drag all of it out because they they'd made it into three films so like it just yeah it was like mm, I don't think they should have done. I, the book was good. The book was brilliant. Stick to the book. Don't like. There's a reason that the book is the book. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. do we have to go and add all of this stuff to? Yeah. So that's. I don't think they should have gone and done what they did. I don't think they should have made it three films. And also, this just adds to the whole thing on the fact that they didn't build up the characters especially of the dwarves because the whole the whole point of the hobbit is the company of dwarves with bilbo and gandalf like that was that was the main focus of the book and i don't know if you if you like this ryan but for me when i think of lord of the rings i immediately think of legolas and gimli who was the dwarf and the elf um, and and they hated one another, but eventually they were best friends. And the character development that they just pulled on those two. Then you had the hobbits. I remember there was um, Frodo, Pippin, and I think the other one's name was Merry. But I mean, I haven't watched. I haven't watched Lord of the Rings. I want to watch it. I actually want to do like a, a marathon. But I haven't watched it in years. But I remember these characters. Why? Because the character development was so good. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Whereas now with The Hobbit, you like can name characters from The Hobbit. You Bilbo, Gandalf. Smog. Smog, Smog. Yeah? The, yeah. Who else? Smog. Thorin. Mm. He was probably the most known. Gollum. I, I know Keely because like that, the whole Roman. But you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like the character development was not good. So for me, like the whole, the whole three films thing, they shouldn't have done it. Like that, that. Yeah, I don't think they should have done it. Mm. But yeah, that that was my negative point. Was just the fact that they went into the three films and then they added unnecessary things that didn't need to be there. But what I loved about I think the it would have been cool without those now those that you mentioned right? it. Right? It just it, Do you it, think it just created more resistance? No, it didn't even though. If it was like It created confusion. Although in the book the orgs were still hunting them was still Well, they in the book, I definitely remember the, you know, the three trolls that turned to stone. I like that those definitely guys. happened. The Goblin King that still sang. Yeah. He was there. Um, and obviously, that's how Bilbo found Schmeagol, which is how he found the ring. I yeah. love that scene. <gasps> that scene was brilliant. And it brought mm. back so many memories from reading the book. I must be honest, out of uh, all three films, the first film I loved because I just, I kept remembering the book. Like, I was like, ah, that was from the book. Oh, like, the riddles Is and it? everything. That was, that was done oh, so well. Oh, they play the games that, together. That was, Brit so, like, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And you see, it was the book. Mm. Like, it reminded me of the book. So, that was, that was pretty cool. I wonder what the writer thought when, uh, when they watched the film and saw the other stuff. Well, he, uh, J.L. Tolkien died already. Yeah. yeah he wouldn't have seen... 
Yeah, unless he was up in heaven watching the yeah, Hobbit. Of course he but did. they they he didn't they didn't That's need what I'm to saying. do it. They did not need to Okay, wait. So how long ago did this author die? <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know when JL Tolkien no passed know away. I'm looking at the whole cast and crew, yeah, and I see his photo. He's, he's the only one that's in black, black and, and white. white. No, but he, he like, fought they, in the in the Second World War. Couldn't they get a recent picture of the guy? Like, what's wrong with this guy? I have much disrespect for this guy. <laughs> Who is this guy? Oh, that's the author. Oh. Oh. No, he fought in the Second World War. So he yeah. that he was he was alive with C.S. Lewis. In fact, him and C.S. Lewis, who was the author of the Chronicles of Narnia, were in a book club together. Mm. Yeah, and then they'd bounce off ideas. So obviously this guy wrote Lord of the Rings, yeah. right? Yeah, so he, but he wrote The Hobbits and he wrote Lord of the Rings. So what do you think his whole ideology around this thing and... Christianity. Yeah. Well, you can see like the darkness the darkness and the lights having to Is fight. Is the dragon evil? Yeah, the dragon was evil. Because there was something that really stuck out for me when um, when he was when he was talking to uh, Bilbo. Bilbo, yeah. When he said uh, his grandfather, the you know the the, the, the gold and that corrupted his heart, and I see the same. I'm like, oh wait, is the dragon good? Because like maybe he's like this whole he's like maybe stopping this guy from whatever being. Anyway, that was a single thought. And at the end, he's like, I am fire. I, I am, am death. death. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> never mind. It's definitely not good. Scratch that out. Yeah, no. But I think he was also, it was just showing how like greed can turn you into. Yeah. Because that's what happened. That's actually that mm. the dragon sickness is basically greed. Okay. The, this is the only thing that I liked about the three films. The fact that it was three films was the three end credit songs. I love the What was the first one? So the first one is the song of the Lonely Mountain and it was composed by Stefan Gallagher and Neil Finn. Yeah. Really loved it. Really, really loved it. The second one, love the song, is I See Fire, composed forget. and per performed yeah. by Ed Sheeran. I think uh, that song for me really stuck. I think that's when I really started noticing Ed Sheeran yeah. for yes, me. Yes, me too. Mm. I loved And he played all of the intro. Oh, yeah. I love it. That you can actually go watch. He, like, was that song really? Written Jackson. for yes, because I know it should like he's this love song dude, you know, and yeah, he no. writes love song and he has this song and it sounds very like no, it was. yeah. So I was because like, he even mentions the lonely mountain exactly. and yep. Mm. And then the third one uh, is the last goodbye composed by Billy Boyd, and I actually really like it as well. This one is a lot different to the first two, but it's it's I actually love. I went on my Apple Music and I saved all of them and I've been <laughs> listening to them Put so. Them in a loop. That that's the yeah. only thing that came, the good thing that came out of the three films the was songs. the fact that we got three <laughs> end credit songs that are really good. <laughs> the other thing I really loved was Martin Freeman as Bilbo Baggins. He was perfect, like in every way. He just mm. played the character so so mm. so so well. I loved his conversation with the dragon completely. Uh, no, no. Well, actually, you know, just yes. the way that he he played it, and it it was the same type of thing that he did with uh with Schmigel with. Yes. With Gollum. This is very, oh. See, those two pieces were very... They mm. stuck to the book there. Those two pieces. Yeah, I remember good. watching it and thinking they've done this very well because this was literally the book. So whenever they stuck to the book, they did well. Did well. So they should have just like stuck to the book. But some people that almost played Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. Number one, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter himself. Uh, no. Yeah, no. No, no. The other guy, Shia LaBeouf. I think I pronounced his name right. He's from Transformers. I know him from Transformers. The, the guy who was Are in... Are the, the guy guy? The first, the first Transformers, the guy. Yeah. Him? Yeah. Um, um, Definitely not. Uh, uh, Bumblebee's 
Yes. Best friend. Yes. Mm. Yes. All right. Next, uh, Eddie Redmayne. He was in Fantastic Beasts. Um, he he actually is a good actor, but I still think I still th- so out of the whole list, I'm still going with Martin Freeman. Like for me, Martin Freeman mm. was it, and then James McAvoy. He, you know him, Xavier. He was in Chronicles of Narnia's The Fawn. Oh right. Yeah, mm. and then Toby Maguire. No. <laughs> Maybe. I, no. Uh, for me, Martin Freeman was the best. And in fact, um, Peter Jackson said that Martin Freeman was his first choice. However, Freeman was initially unable to accept the role due to scheduling conflicts with Sherlock, the series, who Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch is in Sherlock. It's the two of them as well. And Benedict so Cumberbatch... So it was an excuse. No, but Benedict Cumberbatch plays Smaug. Yes, I know. Doctor Strange. Yes, plays, the, yes, the voice, right? Yes. Mm. And the two of them are in Sherlock you as see? well. Yeah. So So they did it. Yeah, they both did it. So um, the other guy didn't want to. No, he, he originally couldn't Conflict. because of scheduling conflicts. But then Peter Jackson reworked the entire shooting schedule uh, for the trilogy to accommodate him. Okay, which I'm okay. really... That, Peter Jackson, good job. That yes. was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. The yeah. other thing I really enjoyed was Benedict Cumberbatch as Smaug. No, I didn't even know it was him. Brilliant. In credits, I saw his name. I'm like, what? Wow. Wait, where was he? Because <laughs> I know I got the old costumes and stuff. So I was like, wait, did I miss him? Did I miss him? No. Mm. It, so obviously it was just his voice. That's but good. still, brilliant job. Andy Circus as Gollum. I oh, was brilliant. Of course. He was just... I that I think that was my favorite sequence in the whole trilogy was, was Bilbo and Gollum. It's so well done. You, it is. You actually see Andy Circus in Gollum. Oh. Yes. The expressions, <gasps> the face, the and way that And it was nice they, that they were yeah. able to redo it with modern, like more modern technology. Obviously, like Lord of the Rings, they did yeah. it. But like they, they really would have like perfected that whole motion capture yeah, they, thing. They need to try it now with uh, Blender 3.0. Uh, the new Blender version has just come out. Uh, Peter Jackson, just uh, talk to your guys there at your company. We need they need to give it a we try. We need more Schmeagel. And that's a, at that point, he's like, oh, yes, no, we got Blender. No, yeah, well, we, we're using it. Um, it's actually um, Schmeagel's uh, nice. eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> because of the, we we like the, um, yeah, the, the, the animation key framing. There we go. It's good. Very nice. Mm. And then, so the first film, that was my favorite out of the three, the, mm. the three of them because also, um, so it reminded me so much of the book, but also some chapters, uh, titles, from the book were used in the dialogue. So A Merry Gathering, that was a chapter from The Hobbit. A chapter was called A Merry Gathering. And I think Gandalf said that. Also, Out of the Frying Pan and Into the Fire. Yes, yes, yes. That When they said that, mm. I was like, ah, that's a chapter, which was really that cool. That sounded well yes. when they said that. One of them said Out of the Frying Pan. And the and other one's like... And Into the Fire. Into the and fire. that's literally a chapter mm. um, in the book. And then also Roast Mutton. Which is also a chapter one in the book. One of the, uh, those, what are they called? Trolls. Them? One of I the think trolls it was one of the trolls said yeah. that roast mutton again. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really cool. Mm. And then just some piece of trivia. So there's so much trivia on it. I was just like, okay, overwhelmed with trivia. Actually, I have two. I have two for you. So the first one is the first roar we hear from Smaug is the, f- the first scene of Smaug's attack on Erebor. That's yeah. that's in the beginning right of the, the beginning. first film. Yeah, this roar is actually a sound bite of the special effects director's seven-year-old daughter roaring. So the special effects, the sound um, director's 
not the sorry the special effects not the the sound the special effects director their daughter seven-year-old daughter roared and then they took her roar and manipulated and corrected it to sound like a dragon and was put into the movie i wonder how much she got paid i wonder if she got paid at all i'm sure she would have been well do you think as <laughs> you if you That's are that good seven year old you need to ask for payment they used your voice here we go my baby here's some candy <laughs> who's that from peter jackson peter jackson thank you do, do, do you think they even put it in the credits? I'm sure they would. I'm going to go look for a name. What yeah. is the name? I don't know. Who's don't the Who's the special effects director here? Let's go to the credits. And and look for your seven-year-old. Yes. Well, at the time, seven-year-old daughter. I uh, find names, I'm telling you. Who watches go, the credits? Go, Ryan. He's and while Ryan's looking for, for the name of this mysterious seven-year-old child. Second piece. So, you know, in Lord of the Rings, there's Aragorn, who becomes the king at the end. Strider. Lord of the Rings is a long time ago. Okay. So for all those who are with me right now, Ryan, just work with me. Yes, yes, yes. So he, is, he, he was played by an actor whose name is Viggo Mortensen. And he actually declined to reprise his role as Aragorn, citing that Aragorn wasn't in the book. So he literally said, I'm not, I'm not joining because Aragorn wasn't in the book. <laughs> and he is briefly, though, alluded to at the end of the Battle of the Five Armies where Legolas's father says to him, go find the, this ranger. His name is, he, he's known as Strider, but his name is Aragorn. Go find him. Yeah. But he actually refused, which I respect because he was like, no, if you're going to make the Hobbit stick to the book. Don't include me. And, um, yeah. We can't say the same for Orlando Bloom because he was in the movies. But um, He was there. He was there. Yeah. Was there. But I must be honest, I, I... Can I tell you one of my favorite scenes? Where he's running up the falling rocks. No. No. <laughs> running up the falling rocks. Is this in the third right, one? Yeah, right. It's very... I had not watched the... I would watched the third oh, one yeah. a long time ago. So, I, I'm getting there. I def I'm, I've, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. There's the part where they escape the elves. Yes. And they're in those barrels. Yes. And like, okay, it gets quite scary. Oh, yes. but, but then there's a fun part where the he one stands on big, the, the big guy, the, the big fat, like with the orange hair. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, next, and, and he just starts taking out and wiping them out just by rolling. But uh, it, it was for quite a while. Yes. And it keeps going and keeps going. And it's, ah. Look, that sequence I'm not going to complain about. I actually enjoyed the, the barrels in the water sequence. It was, it was so, you, you know what? I was just looking, and then I was looking at, at the behind the scenes. Like, it's a huge production. Yeah. It's huge. No, it's crazy. They were saying there's like over a hundred and something vehicles that, mm. I mean, because they shot in, um, in New, New Zealand. Zealand yeah. And whenever they travel, it's like a hundred and something vehicles. There's like over 500 crew members. It's, it's a huge. And the first video that I watched was now pre-production. And you can see they're mm. like a day before the shoot. Mm. And it's like, I'm like I remember the 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 sequence with um, Gandalf and uh, the the dwarves when they gathered together at, at, at Bilbo's, Bilbo's house. house your end. And the one thing that I knew before this film already, in fact, this makes me think: Are you sure we didn't do a movie show on this? I remember the way that they shot it was they had to have two of those houses. One of them was slightly smaller, so that when uh, Gandalf, as the character, stood in it, that he looked bigger. Wasn't it a green, green screen? N no, it was actually two different sets. Oh, literally two different sets, and because 
if you look at it, the way that they make the the hobbits look smaller, they use a lot of like perspective. So you yeah, see their clothing clothing looks just that that little bit thicker and a little bit bigger. And the the way that they did the fur, it's brilliant. Yeah. And then so then what they would have to do is that to put like a uh, Gandalf, which is a tall character, next to like a dwarf, which is a shorter character, they would have to use almost like a force, sp- perspective, yeah, perspective yeah, type perspective. of thing. But what they would have to do is that. They would put Gandalf in the one house, which is slightly smaller because then he's but bigger as a, as yeah. a normal human being, and then the Hobbit would be in, and even the dwarfs were slightly smaller yeah, as well. They were about the and same then size. they would have to be in a house that's slightly smaller, and then wh- wh- whenever you saw the Hobbit and Gandalf together, it was literally two cameras. So they would shoot, they would shoot. Let's say the Hobbit, handheld, and whatever that camera's doing. They got a robotic arm on the other camera mm. in the other scene and it's copying what the other shot's doing. And then in post, they would have to composite the two shots together. The other crazy thing was that uh, when they go into, what is it, that, those, those, uh, now, now we have to think of names. When they, they got caught by those, um, the, 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 is it a, is it an org goblet, org the, those ugly th- the guy with the oh yeah thing. the goblins the goblins the goblins yeah. yes the goblins and they escaping and there are hundreds of them now tackling that was also a cool sequence now if you're a CG if you understand CG and 3D like it's one thing to have a, a CG character within your scene because you put them there you remove you just mask out you use masks and you just remove but the interaction that they had with so many different characters yeah can you imagine when they had to design them like each character had to, like if they put a placeholder there they had to think about how thick it must be when they interact. How they like it's a huge production, like everything had to be. So it was like, like yeah, I'm, no. I'm just like, oh my word, like what the hell, like no, it was crazy. Wow. it really was. It was, it, it's an insane film. Like it's, it's so good. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. When I when I see you one day before filming, I'm like, everybody must be like, do I have everything that I think of? What if? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then. The one thing I do love about both uh, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit is the locations. And obviously it was set... Um, Very nice. N- uh, on Middle Earth, th- eh? Middle Earth, wow. but New Zealand. Ah, oh, and just... It was so amazing. The And they would fly to different places. And, like, it was beautiful. Honestly, like... I think New Zealand was the perfect place mm. for them to film it, uh, being Peter Jackson's hometown. But it was, it's, you just look and you're just like, ah. Oh. And the best, the, the best thing about Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit is when they start the journey and you see the band or like the, the, the company of dwarves or like the company of the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. And then they all like walking in a line on a mountain and oh, those shots are, they're stunning. Almost felt like in, in the second film, like, uh, I think Peter Jackson got some inspiration from um, Transformers. Uh, what's the director of Transformers? Michael Bay. Yes, Michael Bay. Because I noticed he, he started getting these very like long, long, yeah. long shots, but at a point when there's something specifically happening. Yeah. You know, for me, honestly, the first film was I loved the first film. Like the first, it was just it was so good. The second film I did enjoy. The third film. <laughs> That's the one I've got to watch next. I remember watching the cinemas. I remember the first part was really great. That you know what I feel like they did. They 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 fixed the problems too quickly. Is like it? yeah, like you got to a point and you're just like. I must admit, you know that thing that I spoke about about uh, where film the, f- the 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 first three like acts or the first well, two, two acts. acts yeah. The first two acts feel a bit and obviously that is introduction. I felt that with the first film. 
I See, sat I there. Didn't. I'm like, I think I want to go to bed now. But uh, wait, and then the third act kicked in, yeah. and I was like, my, my kids watched. We actually watched it until late. Oh really? My kids watched right to right the end. Right through. Um, and you know, right at the end when the uh, the, the dragon's eye opened. Yeah. Both my kids jumped. Ah! <laughs> so, but then the second film, no, from beginning to we were. It was like, woo, go, you know. Yeah. That's what I found. I watched a, and Tim's actually mentioned it before, and I watched it, and I was, I just laughed. So it's those um, How the Hobbit Should Have Ended videos, right? Oh, really, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, at the end of the first film, uh, Bilbo comes out of the goblin tunnels, and he's got the ring, and then yeah. he puts it in his pocket, and Gandalf actually spots it, but he doesn't say anything, right, um. in the film. So what they did was, in the How It Should Have Ended, you have Gandalf like, wait, what was that? And then, like, Bill was like, what, what was what? What was what? He's like, what is in your pocket? And then Bill was like, oh, that's funny. Someone just asked me like that. Like, he's like, no, you're coming with me. And then, like, Gandalf drags, like, Bilbo and then Thorne. And then are like, where are you going? What are we supposed to do? He's like, just climb in a tree if you get into trouble or something. And then uh, Gandalf hops onto an eagle with Bilbo, right? Yeah. Flies him all the way to Mordor. And this throws- is at the end of the first Hobbit film. So he's like, throw the ring in. And Bilbo's like, no, no, my precious. He's like, if you don't throw the ring in, I will throw you in with the ring. And then eventually Schmeagol jumps out of nowhere, grabs the ring, but ends up falling into Mordor, but all happily. And then literally like, that's it. That's like the end. Like no, no Lord of the Rings, like sorted right Just there. Ended right there. Right there. Yeah, like that. Oh, and then, and then I think the, the Hobbit then ends with Bilbo going to Smaug, but now obviously he can't use the ring because the ring has been destroyed. And he ends up, <laughs> they all get, they're all getting chased by Smaug and then Bilbo shouts out, Gandalf, I told you I'd need the ring. <laughs> and then Smaug blows fire and that's how they end up dying. So they literally like ended the Hobbit to that right there. It's like, you know, that could have like been a way easier solution. There you go. There we go. So if you if you're not interested in watching all three films, just go watch just how watch it should have ended. One. Yeah. So I'm looking at the credits here. Did you know that the ADR recorder's name was Ryan? Oh wow. Yeah. Nice, Ryan. Okay, I can't <laughs> find out which special effects Yeah, they didn't they just said the special effects director. All I know is they're all from Weta Workshop. Yeah, they would have been. Weta Digital is huge. Yeah. And so they you, worked a lot. So you said with the them. special effects director. Special effects director, seven year old mm. daughter, first raw you hear of Smaug. It is her. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. It's a, it's a great accomplishment to have said. Definitely. I am a dragon <laughs> drawer. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But it was really cool. I, I actually want to go watch Lord of the Rings, and I think I'm going to enjoy it more than I did The Hobbit just because of that character development and storyline. And yeah, I'm gonna definitely gonna I'm go going to go watch it. I'm going to watch the third one. I'd like to read the book, but. Um, you should give it a try. Mm. You never know. You might enjoy it mm. <laughs> yeah but this has been the movie show right On here Active FM, mm-hmm. your favorite ORSP I know it's your favorite ORSP why because it's the best it's the best ORSP yes. yes yeah so, so this is us signing out until next week mm-hmm. we will hear we, we won't hear from you then yeah. you'll hear comment us. down below <laughs> mm-hmm. and hit a comment and say hi say hi and we might just or if you put something interesting we might just uh, yeah yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Peace. Bye. I love Active FM. Christ music is hot music. Our music at Active FM is lit. lit. Fire. Fire.
like a mention. I ain't got no reason. Tell the people, everybody on the dance floor now. Christ is the one we lift our hands for now. You're tuned in to Active FM.